Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, did you survive the, the great winter storm of uh, 2022? 2022? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I uh, It was... It you know, hunker down. I did get out Monday early and Tuesday late, but otherwise I was kind of hunkered down in the rectory. So yeah, yeah. Um, did a little shoveling, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I counted that as my workout yeah. yesterday. So okay. you know, on Wednesday I was trying to like, just like there's like the like sidewalk going to the backyard. I was just like, all right, I need to I need to do this, and there's just snow everywhere. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I remember shoveling Monday, and I thought, oh, you know, it seems like the storm was kind of dying out or whatever. So I shoveled out, and then the next day there was like a drift twice as big as the night before. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, was drifting a lot. So One of the crazy parts was Tuesday. I don't, it's like, I don't think we actually got that much, but just the drifts mm-hmm. made it made it bad. Yeah. Which... Um, which is kind of crazy. Although, you know, it did actually make me think of um, Bishop Servo a little bit. I bet. Uh, I bet a lot of people thought of that. Yeah. You know, um, just because I was like, oh, yeah, the last, I mean, we didn't even get that much. But I was like, oh, last time we got this much snow, it was, that's when mm-hmm. Bishop Servo died. So um, Nobody die, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, uh, that we know of, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so today uh, we're going to be talking about the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that uh, I w- want to do like a little series. Um, so, uh, you know, throughout throughout Lent, we'll probably try to do a couple and maybe we'll do, you know, two or, two or three at a time. Because there's like six, seven, six? Uh, I think it depends eight? on how you count. If you go to Matthew, there are eight, I believe, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, sometimes people will count the last one, or they won't count the last one. Uh, and then Luke, I think, has less. I, I, I'd have to go look. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe we'll do uh, like a couple of them together as we kind of go through. Um, but yeah, yeah, just you know, beatitudes being something, um, which I mean, we'll get into a little bit later. But just, um, uh, like a command kind of from Jesus, which is like, hey, th- this is how you should live as a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so something we're going to dive into a little bit um, during Lent. Um, but speaking of Lent coming, it's actually kind of crazy to think that it's only a week away. Yeah, less than a week now. Yeah, yeah. Today's Thursday. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm not really ready for it. <laughs> it's, it's later than it normally is, but yeah. It, yeah, I haven't thought, I haven't actually like put a ton of thought towards it just because we've, we've had all this other stuff going on. Like, oh yeah, and then Lent's happening. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ash Wednesday, uh, we have four masses. Four masses. Because we're trying to get all the extra credit. Yeah. I guess Father Father is, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the one saying masses. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so we have a 6 a.m. and an 8 a.m. at Holy Family. And then we have a noon and 7 p.m. At St. Lawrence, and the idea is it's a test to see which ones people attend, and the three winners will probably continue as the mass times on a holy day. But we'll we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be clear enough. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see how many early risers early we have. There are there, yeah. If there's if there's not a lot of people that want to get up for 6 a.m., which I would be sort of surprised if there are, but maybe there's a group of working people out there that are like, I'd rather go in the morning than in the evening. So I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then directly after that, we have a parish mission. Mm-hmm. So starting a week from today. Yeah. So Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. And uh, if you want information on that or if you want to RSVP, you can do that online on our website. So www.catholicduluth.org. And then you can just do slash parish mission. Um, or if you go into the website, it's like right there, um, right below the main kind of he- header there. Sure. So and you can RSVP and that. Um, yeah, if you do that, that just kind of lets us know how much food to have. And then also if you need child care, like how much child care to have available so which would be really helpful for us yes which would be so 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 please rsvp if you're planning on coming yeah um it'd be nice yeah that would that that would be helpful and then uh yeah so that's ash wednesday parish mission uh we also have small groups that we're currently having people sign up for so there's a good amount of the groups are actually full Mm -hmm. which is exciting uh but there's still some spots available so if you would like to join a small group for the next year-ish, um, this is kind of your opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah we're you know we're really looking forward to getting these started. We have our last kind of training session with the leaders tonight, mm-hmm. uh, so that's you know that's exciting. Things are things are happening. Yeah. So, um, other otherwise we have um, a couple more things happening in March. There's the Men's Day of Reflection which is happening Saturday, March 19th, St. Joseph's Feast Day, so a perfect day for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to be at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, $15. It has, uh, we'll have lunch included, some snacks. Uh, Bishop Felton is going to be there, so it'll be a good time. It'll be, it'll be a fun experience. Yeah, and for that, you can uh, RSVP also on the website, or you can call the parish office and we can get you registered for that. Um, and then we have the Theology of the Body Day, mm-hmm. Saturday, March 26th. Yeah. It's, um, it's getting pretty huge. Lots of people coming. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, people from out of town. Or that's going to be quite the event. Yeah. Uh, that I, I don't think Karen t- totally knew what she was doing when she uh, <laughs> <laughs> she might have bit off, not, not more than she can chew, but more than she expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited that you know we're encouraging. It's it's our retreat for our confirmands actually because that their their other retreat was canceled. But for for them, and we're hoping to have their parents and anybody in the parish who wants to learn more about theology of the body. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what that is. You should come. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a good um, opportunity to learn about the dignity of the human person and John Paul II's teaching on that. His catechesis that he gave. Um, Back when he was first made pope, so yeah, yeah, and there's me, Father Mike Schmitz and Nick Davidson, mm-hmm. who they have done this same sort of day retreat multiple times. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of a well-oiled machine. They yeah. work really well together. And then uh, Jen, what, what, what's what's Me- all this? Me- Jen Messing. Messing. Yeah, um, she's so also done this a lot in different contexts. She she does a lot of retreats for young people or young adults. So. Yeah. So. So yeah, it, it's not just uh, uh, it's not just no one giving these talks yeah. to. 
So. It's not just Father Eli, so you can you can <laughs> yeah. bank on something better that, than that. That's who I meant as no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll it'll be good. So and that's that costs uh, twenty five. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's I think there's a couple meals involved in that lunch and dinner maybe. Yeah. 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 So that that's like a whole day thing. I, the exact times are kind of slipping. Yeah. Our I, don't mind. Know, I don't know. I don't know. I look. It's but on. Uh, it's you know it's 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 on the website. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's posters around the parish. So, uh, yeah, and then once once Lent hits, then uh, then we're having uh, soup soup suppers. Yeah, soup suppers and stations. And every, stations of the cross. Friday. You gotta you gotta know where it is because it's gonna rotate between Holy Family and and Saint Lawrence. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and we will we'll have that all up on the website. Um, I'll put it on the main page. Yeah, it's a good idea. Once. Uh, or I guess before Lent starts, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, yeah, that's th- that's it. That's all you got to do. All these things. Mm-hmm. If you do all these things, you'll be a saint by the end of Lent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't even have to give anything up. Yeah. Just your time. Just just do stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hopefully, we would be on our way at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I need to think about what I should give up for Lent, what I should abstain from, yeah, what I, what I should fast from, what we should do, what we should not do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll think about that this week. I mean, I, I need to think about it this week. <laughs> so time's running out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as we think about what we should uh, do and not do, that's probably not that great of a segue. But we can segue into the Beatitudes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Father, do you want to lead us in a prayer, and then we can sure. chat about the Beatitudes? In the, name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, as we gather today, we come together to talk about your teaching that you have given us, one of your most important teachings, uh, most famous teachings, the Sermon on the Mountain, um, the Beatitudes. We ask that you would inspire us as we talk about these things, um, these teachings that we could come to understand and encounter you in a deeper way through meditating on these passages in Scripture. We pray for those who will be listening and um, just ask you to open their hearts to your grace. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. So so to start off, uh, Father, do you want to read through sure. the Beatitudes? And then yeah. we can... Maybe give some context and talk about like what's going on. Why did Jesus mm-hmm. do that? Yeah. So this is chapter five of Matthew. So this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. This is how it starts. Classic text, one that we've probably all heard many times, but um, there's there's a lot there. So I'm just going to read through the part where these beatitudes are, and we'll stop there. But so when he saw the crowds. He went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you 
and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I'll stop there. And that's verses 1 through 11 in chapter 5 of Matthew. Yeah, great. So, yeah, this is a classic text. So people sometimes say, oh, how do they know all this? And I'm, how do they remember everything that he said? And I'm assuming that Jesus gave this talk a lot of different times. You know, this is kind of like the core of his talk, uh, that he was going around different places and preaching and teaching. So I'm assuming that the apostles heard this a number of times. That's why it makes sense. You have the Sermon on the Plain with Luke and the Sermon on the Mount with Matthew. Um, that doesn't, and they are a little bit different. So, um, you know, it's the same speech, but in a different place. And people say, well, why would you do that? Like, I give the same homily three times every week. So <laughs> Jesus didn't yeah. have a recording instrument or whatever. So I'm sure he used the same text, the same kind of uh, sort of idea to share with people. So I think when we read the Beatitudes, it's really starting the Sermon on the Mount, which is a much longer text, but kind of is the heart of the Christian message. There's a lot there to unpack. So um, he gives this to those who are following him. So these are people who are interested in him. There's people who are disciples. There's probably people in the crowd who want to show that he's not the Messiah. You know, the, the Pharisees are probably already kind of taking notice of him and coming out to see, like, who is this guy? So there's people of all flavors that are there with him. Um, and he's speaking in a way uh, that's different than the Ten Commandments, but I would say um, the Christian faith talks about how these are the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments. As you noted before we started the podcast, um, the commandments tell you, thou shall not, right? A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the commandments are, thou shall not do this. You know, there is the, you shall honor your father and mother. But other than that, it's kind of like, you shall not do this, you shall not yeah. steal, kill, all these things. Um, which, this is a good list of things not to do, right? The Ten Commandments are a classic place to go to kind of understand this is what undergirds the Christian faith. Um, but the Beatitudes come in a different direction. Uh, blessed, we hear uh, the word, um, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are they who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are they who hunger and thirst, etc., etc. So Jesus is saying we are blessed when we experience these things or when we have these things in our life. And this would strike people as odd because all the things he mentions are not things that we necessarily... Um, would first say, yes, I want to do that. Yes, I, I want that to happen to me. Um, you know, there are some things that we could say, yeah, you know, I, I hope to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I hope to be merciful. I want to be clean of heart. I want to be a peacemaker. But blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they who mourn. Blessed are the meek. These are not necessarily like... Yeah, they're not like desirable. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely... Sorry, I'm going to take out my jacket. It's definitely a funny list um, to talk through and to, to preach about. And it strikes people a little as a little funny. And we are so used to this text, I think, that sometimes it just kind of rolls over us and we don't think about how strange this would have been to the Jews to hear uh, Jesus preach about these things. But it's meant to be a compliment to the law. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount really delves into the heart. Our actions are one thing, 
but where's our heart? What is our, what is our motivation for how, what we do and why we do? So, um, it's a, it's a, it's like a step further than the the Ten Commandments, and we can we could say, well, heck, Lord, we couldn't even do the Ten Commandments. We we failed in that. Why, if you're asking us to do even more, like, what? How can you ask us to do more? We could be sitting there saying that, but the I think the whole idea is to say, you can't do this on your own. You're 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 not capable of being all these things. You are not blessed uh, in all these things on a personal level. If you go at this alone, you are blessed and you will be experiencing grace if you do this with me. Now, so it's it's in the relationship with Christ that all of this changes. So um, I think it's important to ponder that because when we hear this these beatitudes we can kind of be kind of like wow I, I can't do that at least that's my experience yeah yeah and it's uh it's definitely yeah they're all like actions that i mean there's the, the ones that we kind of talked about that are undesirable but are still hard mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um there's some that kind of go against like the way that we think also, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, like well, one, the word poor, like the idea of poverty, we all don't like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a scary word. Right. Uh, but then but then also just the way that he uses it too, poor in spirit. It's like, oh, well, it, it's what, what God want us to be rich in spirit, you know? <laughs> like, like, like that just kind of like to my head, like it's like, oh, wouldn't you want to be, like rich in in spirit, which you know who knows what that even means. I guess we'll dive into it in a later week. Mm-hmm. But so there's like that, and then uh, I think meekness too, and that's probably my favorite, just because it is like a uh, like I think very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at the same time. Again, yeah, it's kind of undesirable. It's like, oh, I don't want to be meek. I want to be courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, what's wrong with being courageous? Which, yeah. I don't, well, again, get into that Strong later. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think when it comes to those, they're, yeah, like, it's probably not, like, very inspirational, yeah. like, hearing it, yeah. you know? To, 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 an, to a modern ear, someone who's never heard this list before or never heard the Beatitudes... And you said, "This is our holy book. This is our, this is our teaching. Uh, uh, this is the basis of our Christian faith." They would look at you and say, "What does all that mean?" Even like, they might not know what it means on the one hand, um, and then on the other hand, I think they would say, ah, "That sounds like a recipe for disaster, not for, not for happiness." Um, so another translation of the word "blessed" and. Thomas Aquinas talks about this, is happy. So you could use that word if it's easier to think about this. Happy are the poor in spirit. Happy are they who mourn. Happy are they who meek, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So Thomas Aquinas, when he talks about the Sermon on the Mount, he uses this kind of as the basis of like understanding the human person. Like we are all made for happiness. We are all made to be happy. Um, so God gives us the path to happiness. He gives us a way to, to experience that. And, um, what we have to have in the background is that 
we are not meant to be fully satisfied or totally happy in this life. We are not going to experience it. The Christian faith does not promise that. Um, it promises it in the next. And so that is in the background of all of these things. Happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Happy are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Happy are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. So it's like being um, deprived in this life of worldly comforts, of worldly esteem, whatever you want to say, um, helps us be more tuned to heaven. I was thinking about this today. I don't remember if today's reading kind of got me on that track or not, but how important it is that we always have that eternal perspective and and how riches can be such uh, obstacles to that. How worldly things, whether it's possessions or esteem or whatever, can be such an obstacle. I mean, think of all the people who have a lot of money in our world, whether you know them personally or, or not. So often their lives are a big mess, like when it comes to their relationship with God or other people. And it's yeah. because they've sacrificed everything else to obtain money or power or whatever. That's become their like thing that they seek out. And so everything else has been sacrificed to that altar, if you want to say. And um, that's a sad place to be, right? It's it's uh, They are looking for happiness, right? That's why they do this. They think these things are going to make them happy or this status is going to make them happy. But it never never pays off. Um, in some sense, we it's hard for the average person sometimes to believe that because we've never had all the money we could ever want. We've never had all the fame or fortune that we ever desired. But think of, you know, I didn't watch the Super Bowl this year, but they always interview the team that won, the players that won. And um, I don't know if it said this year, this year, but very often in these kind of situations, somebody who just won a gold medal, for instance, in the Olympics, or somebody who just won the Super Bowl or whatever, they, they're at the top of their game, right? They've, they've just won the most important thing. And what do they talk about? I want to do it again. I hope I get it again, or I hope we do it next year. Or yeah. We're going we're gonna to do more. And it's like... I'm going to work harder. And Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, so you just did the greatest thing, and it's, you're not happy. You're not fulfilled. It's such a short moment of, of uh, experience of, of happiness, right? So it's a good in indication that as wired as we are as human beings, nothing in this life is going to satisfy us. No rewards, no fame, no fortune is going to satisfy us. Um, and that you can see that in, the, in the, the lives of the rich and the powerful as they sometimes their lives are a big mess because of how they live searching for happiness. So, yeah. yeah. There was um, a comedian who, I mean, maybe like many comedians, but I think he had a fall from grace. Um, I think his name's like C.K. Lewis. Okay. It's not because I I, I want to say like C.S. Lewis, but it's obviously not C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Um, but it's or, or it's 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 like some like initial. I think it's like C.K. Lewis, but it was years ago, and he was on a late night talk show, hmm. and he was probably doing like a bit or something. But there's a lot of truth in it, 
because he was talking to the the host and he was just talking about how like like everything like everything is amazing right now like we have all this technology we have you know you know all this information but nobody's happy hmm. and it was it it was just kind of like one of those um like yeah i I've, I've, I've gone back and like just watched that little clip many times throughout the years because it's just like oh yeah like like e- even someone who is like not at all like living a christian faith like can see it can can see it like there's so many people out there who who can even see it where it's just like everything's everything's great like the quality of life is like the highest it's ever been i mean there's i mean there's you know stats where in recent years like life expectancy is going down but like still way higher than like our parents mm-hmm. or our grandparents even mm-hmm. like um but yeah so it's just like everything's great right now we have we can you know if i want anything i can get it within 24 hours right. shipped to me from across the you know us mm-hmm. but like no one's happy and so um yeah i think like having this like uh like i feel like like the beatitudes kind of like strip us from a lot of the superficial mm-hmm. like wants and desires and just kind of give us like um Jesus the like simple path. Heart. He like wants he wants to win our hearts and he speaks to our hearts, you know. Um Jesus is maybe shocking with what he says cuz it's unexpected in some sense because we are so worldly minded as human beings. Um so task oriented, so goal oriented or getting some reward or something out of this. So the way he approaches all of this is is a little surprising, but as you've have you as you've said and the examples you've given, like we see it's true. Like we're not mm-hmm. happy with what we find in the world. So we have to look beyond the world and that's what Jesus is trying to get at in the Beatitudes and, and his teaching really is help us as human beings to know our dignity that we are made not for this life, not for obtaining these worldly goals, but to be in a relationship with him. And that's ultimately the only thing, the only thing that can satisfy. And that's a hard thing, right? It's something that hard to, it's not tangible. It's not a, a good I can order on Amazon. It's not a, mm-hmm. a thing I can uh, hoard up and save up and store up. Um, it's not something I can freely obtain without um, some sacrifice, you know, um, to be in relationship, it's a two-way street. It, it requires a return. It's, it's something I don't have total control over. Um, so it's a, to say that our happiness is not in our control totally to create is very frustrating for people because mm-hmm. we want to have control of it. We want to have the opportunity to um, have it whenever we can and always if we can. And um, and yet here Jesus is saying, you're not going to have it in this life. You have to look forward to it in the next life with me. And so it can be a little upsetting, a little disappointing when as Christians we say, we got the answer. We got the answer. Here it is. You're never going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, I mean, that's also like seeing that there's, it's, it's not like there's zero joy in the world. Right. 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 But, but that to like 
be able to actually obtain it, you know, is not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, that we have to go through the cross to get it, that we have to go through death to get it, that we have to surrender ourselves, all of this. I mean, that's what he's getting at, you know. Blessed are they who do this. And, you know, they, we can look at it and say, I don't want to do that. I hope yeah. that doesn't happen to me. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to mourn. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's... Uh, there's a lot there. And, you know, he starts with this and then he goes on in his teachings to kind of expound on it and help us to understand what that looks like. But um, this is the heart of it, the, the Beatitudes. Um, you know, I think going back to Aquinas and his approach to the human person is what motivates us is this desire, this deep desire for happiness. Um, everything we do is motivated because we want to be happy. Whether we choose poorly or, or well, that's our motivation is to be happy. I want to be happy. Even a person who commits suicide in some sense is like, I can't attain happiness. I've given up on happiness. And so I'm not going to continue going on in this non-happiness. So I'm going to end my non-happiness. Yeah. You know, so even in our self-destructive behaviors, in some sense we're crying out for happiness we're we're looking for it we're seeking it and when we can't find it that's when we despair and you know that's what we see in our world sometimes yeah yeah and i think that's a a good kind of intro to the the beatitudes and uh yeah in some next uh, we, we probably won't do like every week, but maybe, you know, a couple over the next co- couple weeks, we'll, we'll go through, uh, some of the Beatitudes and there is, um, so part of my reason for wanting to do this, wanting to do this and talk about these is because there's this, uh, this book by, uh, Fulton Sheen, mm. which, which also just, it's kind of weird that we just call him Fulton Sheen and not like Father Fulton Sheen or, Bishop Fulton Sheen. or, or yeah, I, Bishop Fulton Sheen, like Archbishop, whatever he was. Like yeah. I feel like everyone just calls him Fulton Sheen because that's just I don't know. It's it, that's, that's just kind of like a weird, a weird thing. But um, but he wrote many books, but one of them is called uh, The Cross and the Beatitudes. And he takes um, basically he takes um, he takes the Beatitudes and shows how Jesus lived each of the Beatitudes out on the cross, hmm. um, which is which is um, yeah was very impactful to me when I read it, and. Um, um, yeah, and, and we'll just kind of take some snippets out of that and kind of use them to discuss uh, the Beatitudes and uh, and how we can live them in our lives too because that's part of this is just the, the practicality of, um, I mean, the the challenge of like living the challenge of the, of the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through those um, throughout Lent and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, be able to apply some of them to our life yeah so definitely great great well yeah thank you father and uh thank you everyone for listening uh we hope you have a great rest of your day and we will catch you again next time